we are here. Uh, welcome to ReCW, weekly look into the world of extreme. Obviously, normally we cover episodes 1 to 401 of ECW Hardcore TV, but also we're doing all the events that we can in between. And this is our first event event as we Hardcore Heaven from July 1st, 1995. You have myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jane Griff. I was, I was trying to think, I want to call you like Jay Zilla or something. You can almost call mind. us the Heavenly Bodies. Do you know about the heavenly bodies? Like Jimmy Del Rey. <laughs> bon, ding, bon, ding. There's um, I think it's is it Jimmy Del Rey who had the, the sort of the rotating dance. There's a video on YouTube of his entrance. It's just him sort of just gyrating to the theme music for about five minutes, and it's it's hypnotic and hilarious. I'd have to check that out. Is it oh, such that if you were on a bus ride, you? would Still be watching it by the time you finished it. That's just the Sandman's entrance. Oh, it's the Sandman's entrance. It's a um, it's a one-hour pay-per-view that's turned into a three-hour, sorry, special because of the Sandman's entrance. Off to Never Neverland. Um, how are we all? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for asking. I'm excited that um. We've got like a, a special to do this time. Interesting to see where they're at with that. So and there's a lot that went on, a lot to discuss. Yeah, it suddenly um, shows you just how much uh, censorship there is on the weekly shows. Yeah, um, you know a little bit of the the confusion of of stuff being out of order, but we'll we'll get there. Um, but yeah, the the weird censorship of the weekly shows was, um, well, the, just the, the the lack of censorship, censorship in this one, and the real viciousness of it was um, quite interesting. And I think the whole this show in particular is like a story of two halves. A lot is crammed in the first hour, and the second hour not so much. Yeah, but there's some matches when I was doing notes, I was kind of plodding along quite nice and watching it and just tapping things as I was going. And there's others where it kind of escalated pretty fucking quickly. And I was just like, oh, wow, I really can't keep up with what's going on here. Yeah. And I was just trying to jot down shit left, right and centre. And um, I'll probably read it. I should have read it back before I did this because it probably used to be a blur. Oh, but yeah, the show starts with a random flashing titles, which caught me off guard. So that happened. And there was a shock of a mysterious man with long hair and glasses. I had no idea who this guy was. And it went to the pit bulls. Um, and Raven and Stevie and Raven and Stevie are tag team champions. Yeah, that confused me. It is. I mean, it was. Apparently, it's a show in between. Because what confused Obviously, we'll get to the end, like. So it's just a shame the match at the end wasn't for the titles, which I think. We were expecting that main I mean, event to be for the titles. Yeah. I mean, because here's, here's the thing that I guess where I've sort of justified it to myself is this isn't a pay-per-view. No. So no. If, everyone going to the arena would sort of know what was going on because you would have been to multiple shows. Yeah. But to buy this, you probably would have had to wait a couple of months before you got it. And so obviously this then, would make sense to you. 
Yeah, because next week, obviously, they address them winning the tag team titles and everything. So in the scale of releases and everything, it probably makes perfect sense. For us, we've kind of jolted. It's almost like NXT before NXT. So did ECW influence NXT? Of course it did. There you go. <laughs> it did. So, yeah, so I sort of, yeah. But, um, yeah, so they have pit bulls in the ring. And they are fighting the Dudley brothers. But not as we know it, as I know it anyway. Not even remotely like we know it. So obviously the Dudley brothers, later on we find out we have Dudley Dudley, Snot Dudley, and the mysterious man we saw at the beginning of the show is a big dick Dudley. Obviously (laughs) he he stays around for um, quite a long period of time, disappears, goes off to XPW, wins the world title there. I'm sure we'll get up to that at some point. But um, yeah, so the only thing really to cool. guess it was Dudley's was the the whole like, um, like colourful t-shirts, the tie-dyed oh, yeah. shirts. That's the one. Yeah, but it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. an interesting incarnation of the Dudleys. It's um, you know, so I know that we 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 meet a lot of Dudleys, mm. um, but yeah, it's an interesting incarnation of of the Dudley brothers. Um, and Dudley Dudley's pretty damn good. I don't remember the Dudley boys thanking these guys in their speech. Well, I'm saying, are all these guys in the Hall of Fame? Is it all of them? No, because these are the Dudley brothers. Oh, I remember. They do become the Dudley boys. Yeah, but these are the Dudley brothers. Yeah, but they're still part of the Dudley. All right. Is it because they're the Dudley boys with an S, but they're not actually in the Dudley boys with a Z? Yes. Or Z. That's the big thing. It's a Z for our American fans. Z for our English fans. Huge cop out. You're a cop out. Um, Yeah, so the match is underway. Uh, Snot's not. Uh, During the match, we see Stevie Richards gets his admirer. Um, Obviously, we know as Francine, but we'll, we'll let it organically grow and find out who she is. And... I don't know any bits you want to sort of bring up with the um, the match highlights throughout. So I mean, this was quite a roller coaster at the beginning because you know you've got Raven and Stevie walking out as the tag champs, yeah. which which was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Then their opponents are the Dudleys, which was mind blowing. Yeah, and then Francine's in the front row, which was mind blowing. So it was just this really weird kind of combination of, um, just like. Oh shit! There's that. Oh shit! There's that. Oh shit! There's, that. and then um, you know to top that off with uh, this actually being a pretty good match. I thought um, I thought Dudley Dudley was was very good. Yeah, um, so good they named him twice. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I I was I was quite impressed with uh, this as a, a a match and a an opener to this. Um, this, this special, I thought it just ruined it. The whole the ending because I think we've seen it before where um, that they're distracted by Raven, their master, and and that kind yeah. of cost them the match. So I, I think the ending kind of it was, it was a good solid opening match. I, ju- I just wish it didn't have the ending. Yeah, I, mean, but I guess uh, as we see later on, it does kind of fill into a storyline later on in the show. Exactly. So basically, the end of the match comes, obviously, Stevie is there with Francine. Um, Raven comes over 
sort of grabs Stevie and Bueller, takes them away. The pit bulls hit the super power bomb. They get distracted by everything that's going on. And the Dudleys sly a cheeky little win. So the Dudley brothers are up and running. Um, after the match, the pit bulls are there basically shouting, saying they're fed up with Raven and Stevie. We watch their backs all the time and they never watch ours. Change is coming. Time to make a change. Oh, wrong thing. <laughs> Trying to make a change is coming. Um, they go so, through yeah. masters fairly quickly. Oh, they just, they just. I feel their masters are always the tag team champions, but everyone but them. Yeah. Oh. Their, their, their master is always a champion of some kind, isn't he? Or, or has the ability to get to a championship where, yeah, you know, like Jason can can sign Dean Malenko into any tag team championship match. He can think of. Doesn't think about the pit bulls. Let's think about the pit bulls. They just need someone to look after them. That's so, all they want. I mean, I just hope that the pit bulls think about this, calm down. You know, just let let this marinate for a little while. Don't do anything rash. Don't do anything silly. Just, just you know, have that thought with you for a little while. Yeah. Best thing. Um, before we get on to the next match, which I'd happily put off for a long time. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to say, we did try to post on Instagram. If you'd seen this and got any comments about it in the past, leave them and we'll read them out. Obviously, Instagram is completely fucked tonight. So if you <laughs> left a comment and I don't read it out, we just haven't got it. So I'm sorry. Don't think we're like ignoring you because we wouldn't. Because we probably would have got something. And yeah. Sorry, we'll try and read them out another time when we do the next show. I was hoping for like a story, like, oh, I was at the arena and I slept with Big Dick Dugley and he hasn't got a big dick. And yeah, I was gonna do the old DX, we didn't sleep, we were up all night. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked in and it's like, Jesus, Jesus, that's it, bam, it's magnificent. Um, anyway, <laughs> Dino Santos <laughs> and Donnie Allen. Fought Chad Austin and the Broad Street Bully in a match that... I didn't even I know I we... wanted. I never knew I wanted. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, when we got an event special, when I thought, fine, we can get away with the TV shows, we can just get the quality matches, that's all I wanted. And this popped up as the second match, I thought, wow. And then we realised they're all just there anyway, so they can get they're slammed just... by 911. That's all. Just... I, <laughs> my notes on this. So I wrote the names down, and then the first thing I wrote was... Uh, Nine one one match? Question mark. And then very quickly, yes, nine one one match. Which is good. He came in chokeslammed everyone. The crowd went happy. We all high fives and went to the bathroom. <laughs> um, next match, we had Hack Myers defeated Big Val Puccio again. Um, basically, this match was really strange. It's basically Val beating up Hack for ages. He missed an elbow. Um, Hack got the free and then Val went back to beating him up again. Yep. I just, I don't know. I mean, the whole Shah thing is, is slowly sort of winding down on me. He can't be, he can't. Does he stay around forever? Not as Shah. Oh, does he come back as someone else? No, I think people just get bored of him. They just understand his place isn't as anything relevant. I get you. That sounds that sound horrible. Um, you know, he, he sticks around. He, he has a sort of good thing, but he's 
he's a bit part player. He doesn't really. I think this is probably the biggest push that he'll get in ECW. Because obviously people start to swarm him and he slowly heads towards the back of the pack. Um, next we get Taz, the human suplex machine versus Scorpio. Um, okay match. It didn't totally click the way I wanted to. I was so excited about this match. So I almost put it back to similar to sort of Matt Bourne versus Scorpio. And my expectations were probably great in what the match could deliver. It wasn't a bad match by any stretch. But I was just so excited to see sort of Taz in wrestling gear and all this and all that that I just don't think it was quite there. It's a transition of the character. Totally. Uh, yeah, I was excited. I thought this could be like match of the night and um yeah, it just there was it just didn't click, did they? No. But I find that a lot with like some of Scorpio's matches. I'm not putting it all in him, but I find like sometimes he's on and sometimes he's it's just it just doesn't, yeah. But um and I know they have other good matches and that, so I'm still excited by it all. It wasn't a bad match by any stretch. Like I said, I think it was more my own personal anticipation for the match that sort of it couldn't get to. Because I thought it was just going to be just flips and suplexes and all kinds of craziness. But, yeah. What do you feel, Jay? I, I thought it was I thought it was all right. Um yeah. I I liked Taz no selling the tumbleweed. I like the tumbleweed as a move because I think it's just very impressive. Um, hmm. Is it? Is that the same as the Harlem Hangover? Um, Harlem Hangover is like a forwards leg drop. Yeah, and he sort of Booker T would like do a forward leg drop into it. So similar, very similar. Um, so I, I like that he just kind of no sold it. Um, I I didn't quite get the protecting Scorpio by the leg and then restarting it and then protecting Taz with the chair shots and it just seemed a bit messy. Um, I, I I probably would have preferred a um, cleaner. Yeah, just uh, something a little bit more. I mean, bearing in mind they're not in a position where. Um, you know, it, it's either one of them's going to lose any steam from a a loss on it. I mean, especially especially Scorpio. I mean, what what exactly are you keeping Scorpio strong for? Well, I felt with this Taz character just coming back, I would have preferred to have seen Taz, you know, just just back the crap out of Chad Austin for two minutes and then have it done. Yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose the argument is they've already done that because um, he did the two on one match with, although that was before he was. Yeah, that's really Taz, the Tasmaniac. That that's was... what I'm saying. There's Tasmaniac. So I, I think he could have done with just loads of really short walking, free suplexes, big, you know, Tazplex done. Yeah. But yeah. just, just you know, because I don't know. But like I said, it, it all works out fine in the end. So I'll leave it be. Um, Joey Styles is in the ring talking like the show has already happened. I kind of found a bit odd. Yeah, it was. It was all very like past tense. Like, oh, you're watching. Hope you're enjoying this show that happened already. And I was just like, okay, um, which makes this segment make no sense considering the end of the show now. Yeah. So this whole interview is past tense, uh, and then Shane Douglas comes out and talks about carrying ECW. And admits he's been talking to the WWE. The chat, the crowd, like chants for Flair. 
I could see it as he did wind Douglas up, he bit. Yeah. Um, I've been going over that badge for ages. <laughs> um, He's not in WWF. Wait, what? Um, there was a huge, like, shut the fuck up chant, which I thought was great. It went on for, like, 15 minutes. I don't blame him yeah. for saying shut the fuck up. Like. But also, liked his comeback, which is like, this is the reason I'm leaving. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a bad segment. Loads of heat, loads of heat for Shane Douglas. He's he knows how to like wind people up. I'll give him that. I mean, the segment, like we said, it could have been slightly shorter, but I thought it was, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a heat magnet. I thought the people were just like so on him; they just hated him. So I wasn't completely against it. It was um, it was interesting. It was it was. Uh... Funny to watch them shit on him for not being the heel, but for fucking them over and leaving to the place that they've been slagging off for however long. You could feel that it was very much a, you know, fuck you then, get out of here, leave, we don't want you, rather than a, um, you know, we're going to boo you because you're the, the bad guy that has been previously. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, such a rabid fan base. It's so, I mean, I know they're independent. They sort of, you know, did their own thing. But can you imagine, like, anyone, you know, I suppose the closest you get is um, the Summer of Punk. Yeah. And he was sort of world champion. He was like, yeah, yeah. fuck this shit. I'm, I'm leaving to go and all that. So, but apart from that, it's, um, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, loads of heat. Segment ends. We all move on. Next match, Raven and Stevie versus Tommy Dreamer and Luna. So the only last thing about the Shane promo was um, he called woman Nancy. Yeah. Which which I kind of just kind of picked up because it's funny because we all know her as Nancy it. now. Yeah, but no one's really... But yeah, it's just that, that, that little bit of truth. Yeah. That's a good shout. Um, yeah, tag team match. It was all right. Nothing special. Sort of decent. Always, you know, just, yeah. It was, I think it was one of the shorter matches they've sort of had. And obviously it was going to be, the, the it would have been the first intergender tag team challenge if, if they'd won. Um, yeah. Apparently so. so. Yeah. Apparently so. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It was all right. Um, but obviously it all sort of leads to a little bit later on. We have Ian Rotten versus Axel Rotten in the um what's it called? The Taipei Taipei death deathmatch. That's the one. I was gonna put glass on gloves deathmatch. So this is the old world as you have the glue on the on the bandages, they dip a bit in the glass. Yeah. Or um M and M's, depending on what's hot shots too. Um <laughs> And yeah, they basically just it's great film. You know, just they fight it out. There's not really much you can say about this match apart from it was it was just brutal. I found it uncomfortable to watch. Obviously, you had the Alfonso little bit where he kind of stopped stopped the match, and yeah, because um, Ian Rotten, yep, could see. Yeah, apparently. it was it was. It was uh, getting in the way of his uh, vision because it was, a, that was after the very first punch. Yeah. After the very first punch, yeah, it, it's yeah. I mean, I did. It's interesting because um, after some of our conversations on the last few, um, 
I did wonder how Griff you you'd feel about this match and react to this match because it is um, it's nothing more than people punching themselves, punching each other with with glass. I think I think when there this is... happened back there, back in the day, I, I enjoyed it, but I think maybe WWE is so desensitized me about well, glass. Why? It's kind of like, why would you do that for a job? Why would you? Do... I, I, I yeah, just... I mean, my 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 approach is the fact it's sort of like it's happened. I know no one got badly injured while doing it, so I can sort of accept it and enjoy it for what it is. If it was like they announced next week this was going to happen, and it was live, and I didn't know that both were going to be all right, I'd probably find it extremely awkward. Yeah, yeah. Just, just see what I mean. So that's that's my sort of um. I feel like I get blood, but when it's like dripping, like oh, like, but I you... think I felt like they realised halfway through the match. I feel like they went in, they were sort of swinging, but then they both sort of got cut, and it became very much just I'm going to push my fist on your head on the floor because I didn't realise how both we were going to get fucked up so soon in this. Yeah, and like oh, shit, we got another ten minutes of this. <laughs> yeah, it felt like they sort of both went in and they were just like boom, blood. But then they both sort of realised, like, wow, we're actually really getting cut from this shit. And they were sort of doing much more just, like, you know, pushing it into their head and sort of horrible looking. But it felt like, I don't know, I want to say safer, more controlled, I guess, rather than just a wild brawl with it all. Yeah, it was just a bit savage. But it's an iconic match in ECW history. Too hardcore for TV. I can imagine, like... Loads of posters would have come out. There's, yeah, there would have been posters on people's walls of this. Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is the first and only time I think this is ever. Not surprised. Yeah, it's 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 turned out that this isn't a really um, uh, good stick. So, yeah, it's never really done again. Well, it's like where'd you go from here, isn't it? It's what what can they do next week? Surely that's the feud over. I, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, you like to think so. Like I said, like where where do you go from here? Like really, it's just sort of yeah, exploding, exploding, exploding cell match. You reform to to face the champions again, like they did literally a week ago. Attempted to just, just yeah, shut I mean, down, but only because of. Um... Fonzie, they, they, they didn't have a problem with it. They were all four teaming up. It was only because Bill Alfonso said no that they kind of went, oh, fuck it, all right, we'll kill each other instead. Yeah. just wanted to imagine just Cody Rhodes going there. Don't need a partner. I need my brother. They did it first. ECW did it first. Yeah, even with the blood. Even with the blood, it happened. You have like a brutal match and suddenly they're the tag team again. Until they're not, then they fight again. Um, Dreamer, Raven, Luna, Stevie all come out brawling. The Pitbulls come out um, teasing the super powerbomb on Luna, but then turn on Raven, Stevie. There's an awkward spot where basically the Pitbulls do a double suplex and just land straight on Luna on the floor, which I felt like no one knew she was there, and Pitbull 2 just kind of landed on top of her. Um... They go to give Stevie a super powerbomb and the Dudley brothers run out again and attack them. They then brawl away. Raven, Dreamer, brawling. Luna and Stevie all start fighting again. Tommy hits Raven with an ironing board, I think it was. Yeah. 
Uh, we go back to the Dudleys who have been thrown through walls. <laughs> Missed that. Um, it's just carnage. They end up in the Eagles' nest. Dream, etc. All standing over there. They kind of awkwardly. It feels like they shoot legit. Have no idea where Raven and everyone is. I think you mentioned it the other week. Like this just seems like it would be setting you up for like war games. Yeah, it's what it feels like. Every he's setting up for war games match. Uh, Raven suddenly appears with the Dudleys and just tells him to attack. The Dudleys then charge. Uh, Pitbulls and Tommy. Um, are pretty much left standing tall in the end with Luna on their shoulders and they thought they were going to drop Luna. It was a really awkward moment. Yeah. Where we sort of felt like he couldn't like get her up there and they were just sort of all there just jumping in front of the crowd. And then it was pretty... Um, yeah, it was a wild brawl out of nowhere but it was good. So do we assume the pit bulls are faces now? I would say so. This week. Yeah. For reasons... It's been coming for a while. The moment they split from Jason, I felt they were heading towards being a face, though. Where is Jason? He's getting a new suit. Do we get Jason back? Yeah, he's there till the end. Oh, okay. He's just having a little break, probably, off doing stuff. Um, so that was that. Then we get Sandman versus Cactus Jack. I, I... And, um, yeah. Oh. I was just gonna I don't get why with with the public enemy and the gangsters not being for the, the titles, I don't know why this isn't the main event. Um I guess because we've seen it so much. But the finish seems so main eventy. I, I just It does. But I suppose you don't know What order they put it in, I guess. Yeah, the show might have ended with this. This is just on the way the tape how it went. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, I saw so, that. I kind of thought my notes was kind of like... Yeah. yeah, but I know what you mean. I totally, you'd think the heavyweight title match with sort of the finish the way it was would sort of end. But I suppose, no, the end must be the end because of the way the final shot was. That's true. We haven't gone in the ring. So technically, ECW yeah. actually had like a tag team match main event in before WWE anyone. ever had. Or anyone, yeah. Yeah. Um, even though... SummerSlam 89 had the Mega Powers versus oh, the Mega Bucks. Good shout. But it, anyway. Um, <laughs> Sam and Vinny. Uh, this match felt weird. Again, it was a good match. Typical kind of match we expect to. But I kind of, in my heart, felt like, how, how can you beat the barbed wire match? Surely that should be the payoff. Yeah, I feel they've, like we say with the um, two-part death match, like, where'd you go from here? And this would be backwards. That's what it felt like. It's just like we've had our feuds got to a point that we're having a barbed wire match to to do it, and then you sort of go, "What are we going to do now? A uh, normal match?" Yeah, and, and apart go... from the whole like cactus putting barbed wire around his arm and <laughs> Sandman putting yeah, but... it around his body. <laughs> yes, that's one of his better things. Um, yeah, so yeah, so Sandman wrapped barbed wire around his body, and basically used himself as a weapon basically jumping on top of, like, cactus and things like that, which, again, looked crazy. There was, a, there was a mental spot where cactus got thrown to the outside and Sandman sort of ran across the ring with a Singapore cane and just jumped over the top rope and caned him all the way to the floor. I didn't know Sandman had it in him to jump over the top rope. I don't think he did. I was <laughs> quite, I was quite like... Well, it turns out when you're, when you're staring at barbed wire, you decide to jump the fuck over the top rope. 
Yeah, it just felt like as soon as he'd done it, he was just like, oh, fuck. I just, I just looked at it and went, wow, going from, like, obviously, episode one with Sandman and this guy can't really move around the ring very well. Like, he, he's getting better. He is. He's more agile now than he was when he was the fat surfer. Yeah. <laughs> he lizard, lizard, lizard. Alcohol and, beer and some cigarettes are good for you. Yeah, he's a, he's a specimen of a man. Um, violent match, women. Um, I was trying to think. Yeah, so Cactus had it like the barbed wire wrapped around his right hand the whole time. That's it, just back and forth brawl. Um, women came in and basically caned Cactus in the back. Cactus turned over and shoved it to the floor. He then broke the Singapore cane. Um, Cactus and Samuel sort of collided, took each other out. Shane ran down. Paul drove Sam and grabbed the mic, said, Keep your friends closer. And your enemy's right by your side and smacks Cactus. Sam had got the pin. Shane, you could hear Shane saying, ECW can kiss my ass goodbye. Top Gordon then came out, wanted to reverse the decision because he didn't like it. Um, sounds like he's crying. He, he wasn't stable with this. Maybe it wasn't planned. <laughs> it's like the NWA swerve all over again. They're shitting on him. They've turned on him this time. Um, so he came out and sounded like he's crying. Shane Douglas um, said he can't reverse his decision. And for some reason, this became like the gospel. Um, he said if he gets on his knees and begs him to stay, he will. Todd gets down on his knees and basically says, um, from me, from all the boys at the back, from all the fans, from everyone, you're fucking fired. You're fired. So um, then Shane attacked uh, Todd Gordon. All the rest came out. He attacked them. A couple of nobodies. The crowd's going mental, chanting 911. I didn't think 911 was going to come out. I thought, no. I thought he's already done his four choke slams. He's already on the way to his, yeah. his motel. So I didn't realise. But uh, yeah, 911 ended up coming out and choke slamming Shane Douglas. And the crowd was electric. And I think this is like the real goodbye now for a little bit anyway. Never know, dear, because they probably show matches that were taped eight weeks ago. That's true. Um, yeah, then we get the main event Public Enemy versus the Gangsters. Boom, boom, boom. This is everything you expect it to be, really. It was crazy, wild, fun, sloppy, but it sort of worked. Yeah, it, even though I said that the other match should have been the main event just because it's for the title, that this, this was like main event caliber, like match, yeah. Um, and Something like the same shots, like they do love that whole table on the top. Um, I mean, by the Eagles Nest, don't they? Yeah, that's the new. Definitely, they've. Oh, geez, they found that area, haven't they? I think they've got a cameraman yeah. like up there all the time now. Yeah, I mean, my only thing is because obviously we weren't watching at the time, so I don't know. Obviously, the gangsters were in Smoky Mountain, sort of cleaning up. So I don't know if this was, you know, sort of a dream match out there about these two hardcore teams meeting. So maybe that's why it main evented. I, I, don't know I mean, I think it main events time. because um, as much as I might dislike it, Public Enemy are probably the hottest act in ECW at this point. I mean, I, I think they're headlining a lot of the shows because, you know, they've been the big angle. You know, them and yep. um, Sabu and Taz, them and the Triple Threat, They, they, I think they are 
the main eventers um, more than the world title is. And that's, that's probably where the world title's been positioned throughout ECW up until this point. Because, you know, for a long time, we've talked about the champion going missing and Public Enemy being on our, on our TVs every single week. Well, yeah. And um, I've got to say, obviously, the match we saw the other week with Pitbulls Pitbull, with and Public Enemy, and now this one, Rock O' Rock is slowly becoming a favourite of his sort of work rate in his matches. I really enjoy it. He, he gets involved. Oh, Definitely. I think a lot more than Johnny Grunge. So Johnny Grunge is the one that none of the wrestlers seem to like, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So listening to like the Dudley Boys and everything else doing uh, shouts, uh, uh, shoot interviews, yeah. it seems that Flyboy is the... Rocker Rock is, is the one that everyone likes. Um, and Johnny Grunge is... is not considered incredibly favorably. Yeah. Attitude wise or like his moves? Like they... I think both. I think it's about um uh respect and um that within the business and uh also the the, the way that they do the moves. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I know Dudley's in one of their interviews. They had an issue because they came back, didn't they? And he thought, I mean, they hit him with the 3D, and as they're walking off, they were sort of already getting up from it. So they sort of went back to beat him up again. And as they walked off, they were getting up again. So they just went back and just beat him again until yeah. they sort of stayed down. But um, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, Rocco Rock, I think he's pretty cool. Um, him and Mustafa. Had a pretty good bit. New Jack was blasted open pretty bad in this. Uh, um, yeah, wild match. Uh, Public Enemy ended up picking up the win. And I'm surprised. Again, I, I'm. You big up. You big up this new team. But it's and, hard though, isn't it? Because the they haven't got the belts. To... They could have won, and that, could, yeah. that goes on a feud. The fact they've lost the belts, I really thought. I, the thing is, I didn't mind it because the gangsters were basically kicking the crap out of them. They got the better of them. He sort of he managed to hit Mustafa in the back of the head with that thing from the top rope and almost like stole a win. Yeah. But I do feel like it was the after bit was really good, but it kind of felt like they stole a win and the gangsters just kind of retreated. Oh yeah. When I, I felt like they could have stolen a win and the gangsters could have like snapped and got their heat back by just beating the crap out of them afterwards. So it just felt very much. But the end scene was like things. Obviously they won. After the match, Public Enemy come back out, dancing in the ring, waving their hands around like they do. Um, they start inviting the fans in the ring. Fans start piling in the ring. Yeah, one guy in particular. <laughs> oh, you've got one guy like cutting promos. <laughs> he to really is. And he wants, he's after the belt. <laughs> he is, and he's like, ignore those guys. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm coming for the belt. Or mallets in check. You've got another guy next to him who's like cutting promos. And you just think, well, it's kind of mental, but it works. And then there's this whole bit where everyone's just chanting ECW, like, with great passion and anger. 
and it sort of it zooms out and there's this fantastic sort of visual of just like this sort of rabid kind of bunch just in the ring just going mental with the rest of the crowd all going mental. And it really um, it did make Public Enemy look like a million bucks. It's not really it's all, all the chairs flying into the ring. It's that, it's, yeah. I can imagine it'll be like in the intro soon, I yeah. imagine. Yeah, and um, they 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 do look like the stars. Yeah, they didn't. It, it really did, didn't it? It looked like they were. Even though uh, anyone probably could have said, "Look, come get in the ring," and all the fans would be like, "Sweet, mate, I liked them since day one." Ish, so Doddy it's Allen. all good. I wouldn't say I like them, but I, I can I appreciate bits. The difference. <laughs> I don't like them when they open their mouth, and that's not going to change. The propaganda. We're the mega stars. Um, so that was that. That was that was hardcover ninety five. Uh, what was your match of the night? That one, as in public enemy versus gangsters. Yeah, sorry, I should have been That's more right. clear. Just, I just thought a full sentence might have been. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think, I think, I think that. I think, I think that one. I think it kind of, like I said, was made to be main event. Yeah. Um, well. Uh, I think overall, I think I have to go for Public Enemy Gangsters only because it was exactly what I expected it was going to be. You know, I didn't expect to come out and then lock up and do arm drags and drop kicks. And it was just, it was just wild. They took it around the arena. They took it up to the Eagles Nest again. And it was good. I enjoyed the brawl with um, obviously all the Dudley's pit bulls and all that, but it wasn't a match. It was just a wild brawl. So, yeah, I mean, I quite enjoy. I, I, I did really enjoy the. Um... Uh, Pitbull's Dudley's at the beginning. Yeah. Um, it, I think a lot of that though wasn't so much the match. The match was good, but it was the oh shit, they're the champs. Oh shit, it's the Dudley's. Oh shit, it's Francine. Hmm. Um, kind of wrapped up in it. Um, uh, so yeah, I think that one would probably get a special mention from me. But uh, and, and I mean. Sandman Cactus Jack was a crazy, crazy match. Um, it was crazy, but I feel like I've sort of taken it for granted because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. And, and it sounds awful. And this thing, I think there's a few of it where we're already getting desensitized to it. So there's a bit in the Raven and Stevie versus Dreamer and, Lu- Dreamer and Luna match where um, Tommy Dreamer is holding Raven for fans to hit Raven over the head with a, a frying pan. Yeah. And you're kind of sitting there going, so this is, you know, stuff that they've brought in themselves, so not gimmicked in any way, shape, or form, being swung by people who are not performers, not actors in any way, or wrestlers in any way, shape, or form. So they're just kind of trying to clout him with this as hard as they can, and they're just taking it. And and you know, it's just one of those kind of like, oh, that happens. Um, so yeah, I, I think that you know the on a different time, Sandman Cactus Jack gets probably more reaction than um, than we gave it. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a a main event worthy match, I think. Yeah, great. Um, next week we will be back with Hardcore TV, looking at a couple of episodes again. So that's exciting to see the fallout. From this, maybe try and... Uh, <laughs> well, you say the, the fallout. I, we're likely to get the stuff before this. 
Well, I think that, I think it's likely going to be the living this. fuck out of us. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's just going to be this in a highlight show. I think it's going to be extremely hard. I think we're almost going to have to talk about the same thing again. So we'll work that out what we're covering and what we're not. Um, yeah, Instagram and Twitter at underscore sports arena. When it's posted, working, when it is working, we post stuff and. Um, yeah, we chat modern day stuff, but we also throw out a lot of ECW stuff, probably more than usual at the moment. We're getting into a bunch of randoms. So um, come check us out on there. If you love ECW, we'll talk to you easily about anything. We just love it. And yeah, zazzle.co.uk or .com. Go check that out. We've got some Sports Arena t-shirts up there. Just search Sports Arena. If something catches your eye and you wish to purchase it, do so if you don't don't it's fine no pressure that's it i'm Paul and i'm i'm disappearing um uh and we we end with what we usually end with this being a special and not the episodes makes no difference because uh as you can imagine i was inspired for song choices in this special there were so many i could choose from but it, it came down to seeing some um familiar friends albeit with different faces uh, and I could not look past the introduction of Snot and Dudley the Dudley brothers um, so uh, to recognise to celebrate um, the, the, the introduction of what will become an absolutely legendary team uh, I thought what better than to go for a legendary uh, song from them uh, written by Power Man 5000. This is the Dudley Boys WWE theme. Oh, sorry. Is that me to jump in then? I didn't know. Yes, it's pretty much you queued it up for you. Yeah. <laughs> Get up. Get up. Get up. Drop the bombshell. Get up. Get up. This is out of control. Get up. Get up. <laughs> Get up. Drop the bombshell. Stick with us, people. Get up. Get up. Get down. Now look who's coming. Yeah, look who's back. Quick, drop the bombshell straight to the track. The 21st century killing machine burnt on the inside. A five-headed team. Now I'm not the same because you're not the same. Well, you're not the same because I'm not the same. We're not the same. This could never be the same. And we just want to survive. Get up. Get up. Get up. Drop the bombshell. Get up. Get up. This is out of control. Get up. Get up. Get up. Drop the bombshell. Get up. Get up. Get down. Now you are the same because you want it all. And you want the transmit because you want the call. And you want the one that makes the worlds collide. But since that has happened, who knows what's inside? I'm not the same. You're not the same. You're not the same, and I'm not the same. Get up. Get up. Get up. Drop the bombshell. Get up. Get up. This is out of control. It is out of control. Get up. Get up. Get up. Drop the bombshell. Get up. Get up. Get down. Get down. Oh, fuck me.
You sing your own intro now. Yeah, I thought it'd be. I thought we needed intro music back because we sort of we had it and we lost it and we brought it back. So I thought if I just. Bad up, bad up, bad up, bad up, bad up, bad up, bad up. Then people just think, wow, these these guys mean business. They've got intro music. It's how you know we're serious. It's how you know we're evolving into the extreme, like further, because the the budget is getting bigger for us, like it is for them. That's that's why I view it. it might come across. Ah, welcome to Spokes Arena and ReCW, your weekly look into the world of extreme from episode one all the way to 401 and specials and pay-per-views in between. This week, we're covering episode 115, 116, 117, and 118, sort of. Yeah, now, if you're listening to that and you're thinking, fuck me, this is going to be a three-hour show, rest assured, it's not. Well, I say that, it might be, but mm. not tending to be. It sort of is and it isn't. Um, I've got no idea where Griff is. He's invited to the call. He might emerge. Yeah, I think he's um, got confused with 1997 Sting and he's up in the rafters waiting to, to spin in. I invite him again. Again, he's got no excuses now. Bless him. Um... Yes, obviously, last week we did our first like special. So I think it's safe to say that episode 115 and 116 are pretty much just going through. Yeah. So the the only thing really in episode 115 that we didn't see is we get the the fan the, the fan cam footage of Public Enemy losing the belt to raven and stevie richards um which was interesting to see however having watched the pay-per-view where they walk in with the belts uh it kind of spoiled it slightly that that's what happened it it spoiled it in the way that we watched it yeah because on tv obviously in like real time they would probably get the vhs like two months later or something Available for fourteen ninety five from running this number. Exactly. So I, I understand, like the way we did it, we sort of have all the shows. You think, oh wow, that's that's the thing, and we sort of mixed all that. But um, yeah, that's interesting. And also, we've got the the fan cam footage of Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack having a confrontation. One that. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Chris here. I connected in late, and there's like two Paul Griffins on the thing now. Oh, full name! Exciting. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler. Jinx one two three infinity. Ooh. Um. Yeah, we've got promos from Dreamer, Sandman, Too Cold, Throw Hey. That's literally all he said, and the rest were all just highlights from before. Obviously, Taz, Scorpio, everything we'd really seen. It's all a little bit confusing, just how they they did it. But because I thought it would be to promote like our oh, the pay per view on home video, but they could pretty much showed you it all anyway. I mean, the, the, I think they cut it up a lot. I think you did get to see far more um, in the full version than you did in the the shows. Um, 
but I probably would have preferred to have watched how they did it in the shows. I think the problem they got is because we were saying, I think before you came in, they wouldn't get the show till maybe like a month later on VHS or something. Yeah. And there were so many big bits of this that lead into other stories. They kind of were like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't type thing. Yeah, totally. Like, I would have preferred to have seen the whole match of the Public Enemy and um, Raven and Stevie Richards. But as you say, I got the bit where you only saw the fan cam and obviously the, um, I suppose, another screw job um, with the referee. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those two episodes were pretty much what we watched last week. Yeah, basically. So that was 115. 116, obviously, we had more of the same, apart from a few promos from Axel Rotten, Raven, Stevie, Bueller. Um, Paulie Dangerously talked about a dream partner match coming up, which obviously we'll get. And then the Gangsters promo, which is basically just New Jack going off on one on Public Enemy, while Mustafa kind of mumbles in the corner. Yeah. Mustafa was fantastic because it looked like he was desperate to get involved in the conversation. Had nothing to offer. And and just just got cut out every single fucking time of like New Jack going, no, no, remember your role, you don't talk. I just expect him to look at the camera and go, Mustafa. Or something. <laughs> I like, yeah, I felt like it was, um, yeah, the moment was coming, but it just never came, bless him. Uh, that's the real journey. Will we get there when Mustafa hits the line? Who knows? It takes us to one one seventeen. One one seventeen? One one seventeen. No. One one seven. Yeah, no, but I said one one seventeen. Oh, details, fucks. details. Fucks no, one, no one noticed. Um this time we're getting highlights from Heatwave ninety five, and this looked like a hell of a fucking show. Yeah, this is like what I want to watch, but I'm guessing we'll never get to see this. Apart from the little off. bits they show us. Is it RF video? I think you sell them all. So you could probably buy it. But I mean, I, I straight away, as soon as I saw this, I backed straight out, went through the network and thought, oh, wow, whatever shows they have in 95 was like Heatwave there because um, this has got a few iconic sort of moments in there. So obviously, you had Sandman versus Axel Rose. We've got highlights from that. Rotten. Um, Axel Rose. No, Axel Rose. Fuck Axel Rotten. Yeah, now, so that match there, <laughs> like the, Sandman bring, yeah. the Sandman brings uh, Metallica versus Guns N' Roses. Um, the Sandman brings his um, cane down, down and Axel Rotten brings his barbed wire baseball bat down. Is yeah. that fair? Is that like, like for like? Well, the kendo stick's slightly longer. Yep. So he's he's got the first swing advantage. It's just whether he can. It's his weapon of choice, saying it. It's his. Well, Triple H has a sledgehammer. Salmon has the stick. Sting has a baseball bat. Exactly. It's the weapon of choice. William Regal had brass knucks. Yeah. Yeah. D'Lo Brown had a chest protector. He did. You better recognise. Um, Stevie Richards versus Luna in a cage match. That looked which, good. Which included like one of the most iconic chair shots in ECW history. That didn't yep. realise it was so early in. Fr- throwaway as well. Yeah. 
the Tommy Dreamer chair shot to Raven. So was this two separate cage matches, or did Raven interfere? And I think I, if it, I reckon it probably ended with interfere. It seems to be the way they normally do it. It has to be interfere because Dreamer wouldn't have won the cage match. Right. And yeah. if Raven's handcuffed to it, I don't know how there could have been any other result. So I like to think it was after Dreamer that match. falls off after trying to climb the cage, knocks himself the out. The ring and, breaks and Raven and falls for it. Just has um, uh, the ability to move his foot over and put it on to a concussed Tommy Dreamer who's fallen off the cage and get the pin that way. No, I, I think it was. Yeah, no, I think it was um, Carl and the Schmoz after the match. But it's interesting because it suddenly had that kind of lethal lockdown feel of. Um, well, we said that we felt everything was leading to like a war games match. Yep. But yeah. Sort sort of nearly almost if you mould it together in a thing. But no, it felt like yeah, it, it felt like um, there was an early cage match, and every match afterwards just like fucking. They it, couldn't be. The they cage. couldn't be. Yeah, they couldn't be bothered to dismantle the cage. Yeah, we want, we want every match in the cage. It's just crazy. Yeah, the public and they teased the whole public enemy and gangsters and the moonsault off the um, moonsault whole world. Top of the, the cage world. for over on two tables. Yeah, and they just slowed it down. And then we don't want to no, show it's... you that. No one wants to see that. Nobody yes, wants we got... to see that. Yeah, so they'll rock a rock again coming through with the amazing moonsault, easily becoming the best member of the public enemy. And then, was it you saw on Twitter, Jay? You stumbled across something pretty interesting with the public enemy. Yeah, so someone tweeted um, a screenshot of um, the what's meant to be, I've not verified it, but what's meant to be the WWE alumni page. And it has the public enemy listed as WWE alumni. But the picture of public enemy is actually just two different pictures of Flyboy Rocco Rock. So Johnny Grunge actually isn't in the picture. Yeah, no, we need to um, we need to double check that see if it's true. But that's pretty. Funny. I'm on it now. Oh, live! This is happening live. Oh, Over to our fact check corner. I guess I can't just search public enemy to get lows. I actually have to go to their alumni pages. Oh, carry on talking. We will get there. Um, there was an announcement about the Steiner brothers are coming in. Yeah. Yep. They're doing pick that up. That was pretty exciting. They're coming in to face uh, Raven and um, Stevie. Stevie because they've managed to beat. They're finished with with Dreamer and and Luna Vachon. Um Is this the kind of thing where like people like nowadays like things in nineteen uh, two thousand nineteen, say what and people be like two thousand nineteen is like wild. Like what's going on in like wrestling? This is crazy. I'm sitting there looking at this thinking. 1995 is like wild. Why are the Steiner brothers facing Stevie Richards and Raven in ECW? This is mental. Yeah. I mean, imagine watching at the time. You've got like one of the most decorated tag teams. Crazy like belts everywhere. WCW, WWE, Japan, everywhere. And suddenly they're just appearing in ECW to fight Stevie and Raven. That's just crazy. Yep. So. That's is this going to be like pre- um steroid or do we know pre-work pre-workout 95 so probably not (laughs) 
Is this well, before they go back to Nitro, isn't it? Yeah. So this would be the break between... Yeah, this is them leaving WWE. To go and do yeah. Indies and Japan. Pro, yeah, probably Japan. Do a couple of one-shots for Heyman. And okay. then head back to WCW type for Nitro. Okay, so I can confirm, even though not the picture that we, we, we've all been seeing, if you go to the alumni, the public enemy just has one solo picture, and that is of Flyboy Rocco Rock. It doesn't even show both of them. You and sure not even two Flyboy Rocco Rocks. I've just, I've just put it in the chat. You sure you're just not looking at Rock O' Rock's pose? No, it's the, no, public I'm the public enemy. I'm looking at the public enemy on WWE.com on the alumni. Section. Oh, Warlord! Warlord looks a lot like. Um, uh, I mean, although saying that, Moon Dogs is one one picture. Nasty Boys is just one picture. Oddities is just one picture. Yeah, which is we need, weird. We need to look on the website, don't we? As well, so we've gone to the WCW alumni, and it's the same. What a, what a Survivor Series team that is. Kurgan, Rocco Rock, Sandman, and the Warlord. Wow. Uh, uh, Warlord looks a little in that picture like um, Pitbull 2. Although that could just be because he's bald. Oh, we'll I, get I, to him. Could be being very baldest. He could be baldest. Looks like um, Steve Austin. Baldy, baldy, baldy. Doesn't look like Steve Austin. Um, even though you could turn the Hasbro figure into Steve Austin. All right, where are we? Steiner Brothers announced in the ring. Bill Alfonso, Todd Gordon interrupts him. Um, they end up fighting. It seemed like quite a long segment, but I just couldn't really understand anything that Bill Alfonso was saying. I couldn't. His mic wasn't really up. Yeah. Well, the filming of his mic wasn't very good. And I think this is a running, even I think the episode after, I, I'm starting to struggle what he's saying. Yeah. I mean... When in the later years, when you start to understand what he says, you still sort of struggle to understand what he says. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's you know fifty-fifty split, but it's um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy. Did you get anything from this, Jay, or did you struggle as well? Or... No, I struggled. It was it was. Um... <laughs> I was going to say no. I got it. I just broke down the whole program. <laughs> line by line. No, it was it was quite tough. Yeah, it's on the but, lines of like, because obviously you hit him like, this is the biggest mistake you'll ever make. But I didn't really get anything much more than that. Yeah, it felt like it's going to be much of a muchness, didn't it? The whole sort of thing they got going on. Yeah. Uh, then get Raven and Stevie versus Donnie Allen and the Broad Street Bully for the ECW tag team titles. Because of course they're the number one contender. <laughs> they deserve their shot. They, well, it's because be? Raven and um, uh, Stevie have cleaned out the division. Already, that's what happened to bring yeah. people in. So they've already knocked off Dreamer and Vashawn. And they've already knocked off the Pitbulls. Dudleys don't want none. Dream, <laughs> Dreamer and Vashawn. Enemy, they've cleared out. Gangsters don't want none. Yeah, that's why they're having these import teams from WCW in Japan. It's true. They're, they're clean. Everyone. Well, they've got left Johnny Allen and the Bully. I'd say, um, yeah, bring back Super Destroyers. Great showing by Raven here. Yeah. He's, he's slowly 
sort of match wise, he's starting to come into his own a lot better. That DDT, I mean, I know that Joey Styles bigs up about you know him him perfecting the DDT and him and and Dreamer both being perfecting, but it does. I, I think he's got the best DDT since Jake the Snake. Yeah, yeah, I do that. It's, it's, it's great. I don't even like yeah, doing DDTs anymore in wrestling. No. Because the whole head, like, yeah, I didn't think so. Let the head hit the floor. Let your head hit the floor. Um, yeah, during, well, say during after, obviously, Bueller and Francine got into a little cat fight. So that, that happened. Then another wild brawl sort of broke out between Pitbulls, Tommy Dreamer, Raven, Stevie, and the Dudley. Don't call them the Dudleys for now. Yeah. They're not quite the boys. Are they the Dudley brothers? Well, they called them that once, but then they just referred to them as the Dudleys. So the first show, the first thing we saw them, they were called the Dudley brothers. And now I think they're just saying the Dudleys. But I just don't want to call them the Dudley boys. Because I like to evolve into that as we get the Dudley boys. So they just remain the Dudleys for now. Yep. Like the Pegasus kid, wherever he is. Is he on Nitro by now? Did he go before the others? I think he's gone. Even though he's in the intro, even though it's a new intro video and he was on it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if he went before um, Malenko and Eddie because they're not long before they go. I'm on Spoiler. it. Fact, fact checking. I'm on it. Go and fact yeah. checker. <laughs> I'm fact checker. Um, we get the rematch between Rave and Stevie, because um, obviously. Uh, did he come down again? And because they won no, by count, they... they won by count out. That's because it. they basically they demanded a title shot because they won the match. Yeah, that was it. So Raven just came out and just beat the crap out of him again. Well, wouldn't you? Well, actually, if you can, you can. And this led to another brawl between Pitbulls, Tommy, Raven, Stevie, Dudley, Dudleys, and Beulah, Francine had another cat fight. It was just crazy. Um, but yeah, nice. Again, setting up for another War Games match after the War Games match. He must stay. Sorry, going back to Benoit. He must stay because he says Benoit spent some time in ECW feuding with the Steiner brothers and rekindling the feud with Two Cold Scorpio. So he does leave in, t- in 1995, but obviously but later not the Steiner brothers yet. So obviously he does. Come back. He's around still for a little bit. Oh, that's cool. That's he was forced to leave ECW after his work visa expired. Oh. And he toured Japan until WCW picked up the phone. Oh. Even though he nearly... Didn't he have a tryout for WWE? Because he was going to get taken in Wikipedia as the ringmaster. Oh, what? And, and Stone Cold got that instead? Yeah. Oh, that's a good little tri- bit of trivia. I didn't it know is. that. It was supposed to be the ringmaster originally. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we then got to a match that I was cringing watching, but it turned out not to be the match I was cringing watching. That's next week. Taz and Eddie Guerrero versus Too Cold and Dean Malenko in your dream partner match. Dean Malenko could have had any of the people from the triple threat, but he chose Too Cold Scorpio. Because the other two, one's left and one is obviously busy. Someone had visa issues. Someone had visa issues. Um... <sighs> Was this the match where? Sorry, this, this, uh, this is the this the week match, after. This was the match in its entirety, right? The one after, yeah, the one that kept on stopping and starting. Yep, for yeah. obvious reasons. 
Yeah, okay, yeah, this this match I quite enjoyed. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a shame. Taz is starting to get the intensity coming to his own and all this. It's hard to work out what clips were in what match. Yeah. I think there's a good um, drop kick spot, but I think that's in the next match where he sort of almost like just swipes his legs apart. Mm. I think that's the next yeah, one. Yeah, that's but, the next um, one. Although, yeah, I mean, there were, there were a couple of... Obviously, there's a couple of spots and a couple of things that are repeated. Yeah. There was, I know this one's like Eddie Guerrero did the jump off the top rope on the outside, but it looks like he completely misjudged the height. That's the thing. That he was jumping, he lands on his feet. I don't know if he's going for the frog splash off the top. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I kind of feel like this was the match, and I wonder if what happened in the other match didn't happen if we'd actually seen it. Do you reckon that, yeah, just re-showed us in parts and obviously the, the pile driver. Yeah, I, I felt like we wouldn't have got the other match if it wasn't right. for what happened because it makes no sense that you'd have a dream partner match every town you go into and it'd be the same people. It must be different. The only difference is for once Tuco Scorpio's in pants in the next match. That's a big moment. I did think, oh, wow, Tuco Scorpio's actually gone to trunks. Where, where's, where's his... Where's his um... He probably hey, told hey, him hey, hey. on TV. <laughs> What did you say? Hey, hey. He saw his way. Hey, hey. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> he probably told he worked on TV, so he thought, fuck it, I'm just going to trunk it out. <laughs> and just. Ben Warren turns up, he's got visa issues. Can you make it? Oh, well, well. I've only got gold pants that I've put them on. Put Look, I've had this trunk. We've had it around for a couple of years. Get in the trunk and find <laughs> what you can get. I found trunks in the trunk. That's a t shirt, right? A little trunk with loads of tacky clothes hanging out of it. Uh, I think I think something with Terrell Lloyd who did it with box gimmicks. Oh, I mean, put us in copyright before we can get a chance to be in copyright. We've knocked Jesus. it. It's important we know that that's not up for conversation before we overpromise and people are checking out zazzle.com slash sports arena looking for this merch and it's not there. And, you know, I don't want to take away from the, the Llama and Alpaca T-shirts and the other ones that are up there that are available to buy and pretend that this one will be because it can't be. Because it's, so it's important that our listeners know that. What, what about don't trunk the trunks? Don't trunk the trunks. Check out my hey, hey, hey. How about we just sell gold pants? That'll work. Because in a past life, we were going to sell... Griff zombie fighting pants. Everybody so, was zombie fighting. Pants. So I might just sell gold. Unofficial, official. I don't know. Too hot, Scorpio. What about just the scorpion oh. wearing gold pants? I think Sting loves something for that. Oh, scorpion wearing gold pants. Ooh. Yeah. They just say, hey, hey. Check out my hey, hey, hey. Oh, might just go work for Pro Wrestling Tees. So what about email. Scorpion saying, can you please turn the fire up because he's too cold? Oh, in cold pants. <laughs> we can't stray away from the gold pants. Or we've got I've nothing. noticed that there is a gold pants theme. That's the whole conversation. We need to get gold pants on a T-shirt. Hey, it's got to be better than the man's man, right? Come on. Oh, savage, right? It's awful. Did you see Pro Wrestling T's comments to that? No. 
But basically, they didn't centre it right because they they put man and they put Seth's logo obviously in the same line. Yeah, they've centred it based off the logo rather than centre it off man. So man isn't centred with the rest of the words. It's centred including the logo. So it's mm. off centre. <laughs> schoolboy, schoolboy. Yeah, I, I got to admit that's not my biggest problem with the t-shirt. <sighs> my biggest problem is someone made the joke about William Regal. I'm a man, such a man, has finally got his T-shirt. And everyone, instead of just retweeting the person's joke, stole the joke. Yeah. That's my issue. Yeah. Never steal jokes. Retweet them. Give credit. Well, it's true. In wrestling, everyone follows everyone. So it's not like <laughs> you're going to see it and go, oh, my God, I found another hilarious person. It's just obvious. The same with uh, football Twitter. Exactly. Everyone follows everyone, so it's it's clear when you've just except Alan Shearer. No one follows Alan Shearer. <laughs> Apart from put your hand up and follow Alan Shearer. Just see him, <laughs> just see him when he scores a goal. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, uh, yes. We had clips of the match. Pretty good. Um, Taz and Eddie won. Then Nine One One's music. No, Nine One One's music hit distracted the others, and then Taz and Eddie won. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out it was just a ploy. Yep, so the match was restarted again and two cold and Dean won. Yep. Yeah. Then Paulie Dangerously and Belafonso had another confrontation in the ring. And they brought out his video license. He's got, I, I couldn't work out who he was. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like... Um, the videographer. Belafonso was the network before the network. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it, it kind of like is... A, Basically, in years and years in the future, ECW, when they go to a different network, they start a stable called The Network, where it's some guy coming out all the time saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it just feels really... He's right right to censor before right to censor. Yeah. I've got a great one for you in in the next episode. I've got a great one for you, Griffs, if you picked up on it. Oh, I'm sure I will. Sure, you will get out your pile of facts and see your notes. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll through your notes. In fact, I'll fact check it. Don't worry. But yeah, so for 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 this iteration, the the censors, the 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 people who are trying to make them conform and they are rebelling against is the athletic commission, state athletic yeah. commission, who are the ones who have brought in. Um. Bill Alfonso and his videographer. Yeah. Uh, we then get a promo by Rob Feinstein. 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 Feinstein, who's... Um, I don't know, what does he do? Videographer. Oh, he's, he's the videographer? Yeah. Okay, he's attacked by a 911. Yep. That's that. Um, but um, it won't stop people being able to get the videotape. The summer um, heatwave, 95. And Top now. of the Mountain or something? King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. Oh, I, I do love a good King of the Mountain match. So if you yeah. ordered Heatwave 95 ones. on tape for 1495, yeah. then you also yeah. got the, I think it was Top of the Mountain card which is the show that had Public Enemy versus oh, Raven and Stevie, Stevie Richards. Out there, Jude. 
That's on my 36 disc Public Enemy special anyway. Oof. I would expect so. How many discs have you got left of that now? I've got three. <laughs> oh, you got more than two. We got three. <laughs> and um, the bonus dish of the greatest promos of all time. Oh, yeah, it's like five hours long. Welcome to the greatest promo of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of those public enemies, we then got ECW fan cam footage with Lance going right into the public enemy locker room, which, if this was their locker room, is fucking massive. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It just felt like the backstage, but they said it was a locker room and it was huge. So then we had the public enemy sort of doing public enemy stuff, getting ready to fight those gangsters while laying on the floor. We had a promo by the gangsters. Um, I think I love New Jack. He's he's cool. I, I feel like he's bringing the best out of public enemy. I they mean, feel in then... danger more than they have done with any other team. They feel as if they are being hunted yeah. and they are at risk compared it's, to the others. It, it's good. It, it feels like um, the gangsters do legit want to kill them. And I, I felt like Public Enemy have needed this. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's weird, it's not for the title. Yeah. I feel, I feel this feud would be much... Not that it yeah. makes sense, but like, I just feel finally it's a proper rivalry and yet the title is no way involved. I can only think maybe their plan was because wins are going to go back and forth, back and forth. They didn't want them both to be like an 18 time world champion. Hot potato, don't want the yeah. belt to be a hot potato. And, and for this feud, the way it is, it feels like it has to be that. And I think New Jack basically says he doesn't even care about belts. Yeah. Which is good. Which it's, a, it's a good way of explaining why they basically gave the championship to Raven and, and Stevie. Yeah. Uh, didn't really bother about it, didn't really care about it, and none of them have been really any title matches. Exactly. They just want to hurt them. So I, I think that's that's the main, because I said, like you said, they want to hot potato the belts, and I think the wins are going to go back and forth here. So. Okay, yeah. Um, and then get promo by Raven, Stevie, and Beulah. Um, Raven Beach in Florida. That's the next one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's true. I think this is where they're in some they, dark... I don't know where they are. It's probably the locker room again. But Raven's standing over them both. This is what I suppose just dawned on me, just how how weird a tag team they really are. Yeah. Raven's all, like, deep and meaningful, and Stevie Richards like a kid in a sweet shop. And they teased a bit of Stevie and Bueller, didn't they? Yep. And then Raven sort of just end up just slapping him a little bit up. Stevie! <laughs> Stevie, quote me. Never mind. Shut up. And that was the end of that show, which takes to episode 118. What? What? Um, we did highlights from ECW invading the war memorial in Florida. We had a brief Mike Giannetti shot. He exists. Teased it. He, he's, he's worse than the Bulldog tease, 100%. <laughs> I 
I don't know. Bulldog's just that one photo. Like, <laughs> yeah, but we've, at least we've had a conference call with old <laughs> Mike Janetti. Have we? Don't Have remember we? it. No, I know. I know. There's one like the Charlie Brown teacher. I'm fully aware of like the, the alleged call, but I still don't believe that was him. But this guy's obviously out there doing matches for him. Just not good enough to make TV. Yeah. It's the triple threat locker room, completely like just for the triple threat. Now he's out loud. <laughs> Marty sneaks out the background. Yeah. It's only got Marty in the a face. Whole, hour, whole hour episode. Building up to how Mike Jeanette is challenging the franchise, and it's going to be this big epic challenge for the franchise and all this. We get like a three second shot of it the next week, and now he just literally falls out the sky, and that's it. He, he's gone again. Who's he fighting? I think he's fighting. The, oh, can work out who he was fighting. And I think that might have even been the thumbnail. On one of them, he's the thumbnail. Oh, wow. And I, I think it might have even been this, just him just falling out of the sky, just to tease that he was on it, like the bulldog. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah, he's there. Then we get um fresh match. Raven and Stevie versus Luke <laughs> and Dreamer. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> it has been a lot of build to this match. The best way to build to this match is this match. <laughs> But, you know, they, they say ECW influenced everything. So this is um, WWE. Yep. Um, yeah, so that was that was impressive. Obviously, we get the new intro video again. <laughs> then we get Dream Partner Match. Taz and Eddie Guerrero versus Two Cold Scorpio and Dean Malenko. So and good a this... dream we had it twice. So good a dream match we had it twice. But from this time, it didn't work out a dream because Taz broke his neck and it was awful. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it, so sadly, I've been waiting for this to happen um, because we knew it was coming because we knew it was around this time. So it's yeah. it's it's one of those things that I've been um, not looking forward to, obviously, but have been. Well, it's it's a tick point. It's a big tick point in ECW. Sort yeah. of rightly or wrongly, it's one of those you have to you know. The debut of this, the NWA drops, um, Taz breaks his neck. It's it's one of those big like miles. Is he out? Moments. Is he out for ages? It comes back months. in November to November. So, so yeah. still November. So yeah, about five months or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's about right. But this this is like the one where obviously he broke his neck and then. Didn't the story go? He like walked to the hospital with Tommy Dreamer or something. Yeah, and he was just he had like a he felt Sat like in he the had a, waiting for it. Yeah, he felt like he had like a, a click in his neck that he was trying to like click. I landed right on my forehead and was just and just jacked my whole neck back and that was it. The neck injury was so bad that according to Tommy Dreamer, hospital staff couldn't believe he'd walk into the hospital where he sought help after the match. Though he was unable to wrestle, Paul Heyman continued to pay him per their all agreement. Forging a loyalty between the men. There you go. Thanks, Wikipedia. You're on it today. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this fact fella. check thing is, yeah. This is a thing. You realize you have to do this every week now. 
Apparently, this is this is what was explained on the DVD documentary, The Rise and Fall of ECW. Well, that's where I sort of got my bit. Yeah, but obviously, I don't I didn't have it word for wordy. I preferred word for wordy. So he does he does does make some appearances standing in the corners. But yeah, you're right. He doesn't come back till November to remember. He'll be gone to November. He'll be gone to November. Oh, man, I've just read a massive spoiler. Stop it. <laughs> all right. Just read who he aligns himself with. Yeah, I sort of... You asked me off air about that, and I sort of said, but didn't want to say. You did, yes. <laughs> oh, how cryptic. <laughs> uh, the fans might not know. <laughs> the fans might not know what happened 20 years ago. Um, so the match happens, yeah, Eddie ends up rolling up Dean and getting the win. Yep. We then get a promo by Raven, Stevie Richards, and Beulah, and this is the one where they're standing on the beach. At five in the morning. <laughs> At five in the morning. It doesn't care what time of day it is. I bet, I wonder how many shoots they did this. <laughs> Different times of the day. <laughs> and they're like, look, we're losing the light. No, I'll keep going, it'll work. They should have just done like a montage of different time of the day. And they just go, we don't care what time of day it is. So uh, Bueller is standing there at five o'clock in the morning, pitch black, before the sun has even risen, in this beach in Florida in her bikini. Well, she's ready for a day at the beach, isn't she? They've got there yeah, really Steve, early Steve, to reserve their spot. Stevie the same, in shorts and all already and all that. And then Raven just dressed as Raven. And... Both of them wear their titles. I, I, I like that. Both of them wear the championship belt, even uh, on a beach at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it works. It's good. It's, it's, you know, living it. So Stevie goes on to say that when he was younger, he watched Florida Championship Wrestling. Yes. Griff. Griff. Yes. What is Florida Championship Wrestling? What does it turn into? Take, follow your heart. Follow first my thing, heart? Yeah, first thing that comes in your head. TNA. Ah, oh, no, NXT. Oh, is it NXT? Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Oh. It's, it's basically, it was, it was the NXT before NXT. Yeah, the so, the, yeah so the FCW that, that Stevie would have been watching would have been the original Dusty Rhodes one. Uh, they then tried to redo it and re- bring it back to life. And then it became a feeder and the development for um the development for um wwe closing down ohio valley to wrestling and deep south wrestling and putting everyone into florida championship wrestling um and then florida championship wrestling became nxt which is uh why it's still done in full sale university i feel like you were ready for this fact i feel like you had it in your locker Mate, we're on the ball tonight it is good and so uh, Roman Reigns debuted for Florida Championship Wrestling. And Griff, do you know what his gimmick name was when he debuted for FCW? The Small Dog. Very close. <laughs> it's oh, very puppy. close. The Puppy. <laughs> oh, puppies. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> the Doberman. I don't know. Going for it. Oh, do you remember? Um, not Lackey. Leaky. Leaky, that's it. Leaky. It's up there somewhere. Which is uh, Samoan for small dog. 
Oh, that was right. <laughs> <laughs> You've been bullshitting me. There's a chance. Yeah, that, yeah that's that, not. Don't, so don't let the truth for a good story, Griff. All right. The truth <laughs> has just broken my heart. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they go on. They used to watch it, and Luna came on the TV and ruined the whole fucking show. That's basically his program. Yeah, so when Stevie Richards was a child <laughs> watching Florida Championship Wrestling, his yeah. favorite bits of Florida Championship Wrestling when he was a child was Kevin Sullivan and Woman. Yeah. yeah. How old does that make Woman if he watched her as a child? Woman. And now yeah. she's. In the locker room with them. Yeah, but at the beginning of this promo, did Griff not describe Stevie Richard as like a child? He, he did, I did. So is he just like not a kid a... in a sweet shop? <laughs> is he not just a child still? He's got the golden tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Luna's gonna ruin it. <laughs> with a shaved head. Why is gonna kill you? Why was Luna not put with the pit bulls? It would make more sense, wouldn't it? They just they could just all be shouting. <laughs> It'd be great. Just in weird places. Yeah. Speaking of weird places, Mikey Ripbreaks up next to the match against the terrorist. That name ain't well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing. <laughs> so all the things. Yeah. Just, just oh. a, a real kind of, um, yeah. I, I, I had flashbacks to Muhammad Hassan, um, which, which again, you know, just was crazy. Um, <laughs> who, yeah. who does he grow up to be, Jay? The terrorist. Yeah. I spot Jack Victory. Does indeed. He is the Jack Victory. And at some points. Someone called Super Destroyer, but I don't think it's, it's not the Super Destroyer. It's a different Super Destroyer. Yeah, I mean, he's got a load of um, masked. masked things. Um, and then, yeah, Jack Victory, who was part of the network, as you referenced earlier. Oh. So, just realised, um, wow, there's so many bits here that's crazy. Uh, so not a great match. Basically, Mikey wins after match. Bill Alfonso comes out, calls out Paulie dangerously, and nine one one, and nine one one takes out the terrorist. I was really gutted about this. I literally thought the terrorist is finally going to be a match for nine one one, and he was going to at least struggle to lift him. That's, he's probably the best choke slam he's done. <laughs> I know. I, I just, I just, I, I just thought this is it. This is it. Finally. I say finally, I suppose Mr. Hughes. Did he struggle to pick up Mr. Hughes? Oh, no. One armed. One armed. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck, yeah. Where the fuck is Hughesy? Or the other <laughs> twist, I thought, okay, he's chokeslammed him and he's just going to get up. Yeah. Um, next segment. Next, well, you've got the bit where Alfonso runs out topless, which I thought was nice. Always <laughs> <laughs> a, a treat. Always a treat. That, that referee shirt was yeah, cheap. Yeah, so he chokes him again with, um, yeah, the shirt round him. Just so it's almost like he could choke slam him. Um, another promo from the public enemy. Not a bad promo. Like I said before, gangsters starting to bring out the best from him. Yep. It was pretty short and sweet. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's that. 
Um, we then get Pitbulls versus Bullpain and Joe DeFury. The dream match we always wanted and I didn't get enough of. Oh. Right, so the match started. Pitbull legged it to the ring. Beat the crap out of two jobbers. It reminded me of old school Legion of Doom, Road Warriors coming out there. Everyone's going mental. They're running the arena, steamroller them. All this stuff, destroying the jobbers. Then he tried a slingshot and fucked it up and landed on his head. <laughs> and I just felt like, yeah, no. Nah. And then of, of like memories, I suppose, from 1993, where there used to be carnage and fade to black. Everyone just came to the ring and it was just, just I, I couldn't work out who was feuding with who, whose heel, whose face. I just, yeah. But as you say, it feels like he's leading up to war games again. Yep. But I don't know if we'll ever get it. Yeah, so um yeah, so he hit his head, Styles kind of styled it out, they hit the super power bomb, one, two, three, perfect pitbull match really apart from that. Yeah, Stevie came out for no reason. Um, cheap shot one of the pit bulls. They were sort of beating him up. Raven comes out, little brawl, Dudley's came out, Vampire Warrior came out, Vampire Warrior took out his wife, Luna. Dreamer comes out of his steel uh, trash can, start hitting everyone, and the show ends. Because apparently the Vampire Warrior is part of Raven's nest. Yep. Uh, except he's never really been part of Raven's nest, so that's just a bit odd. I thought he was one and done, and he was off the WWE, so I'm surprised to see him again. Because he was literally there once, and that was it. Well, I, I know he, he was... has a match with um, the Steiner Brothers. Well, does he? Yeah. When does he like become like Gangrel like we know him? That's not for ages. Oh, let me fact check that. Ninety-seven. Yeah, ninety-eight. Oh wow, that that far away. He doesn't say. He maybe goes to WCW first. No, he doesn't go anywhere. He just goes off and does what he does. World Wrestling Federation ninety-three to ninety-five. They're in Extreme Championship Wrestling. Then a big, oh, big massive gap, and then ninety-eight. He turns up, and then. Yeah, not yet. He turns up as Gangrel. No, yeah. I think he just he think he just like, works as the vampire warrior everywhere for a little while. He was never in WCW. Not like anything, like properly anyway. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, overall, it was a lot. But what do you think of the shows? I thought they were good. Obviously. They would have been even better, I suppose, if we didn't see. If we didn't know the pay per view was on there, we would have had four yeah. solid. We would have four, had four solid shows, and um, but obviously, it, it was pretty much what we watched last week. I think now Shane Douglas is gone for a little while. Yeah, I think I think that's it now for him until his WWE adventures. I think so. Off. I think so. He's off to be given the belt and then lose it again. Um, well, they gave him like the perfect. He basically, you know, fired. So for him to then come back again would just be like crazy, wouldn't it? So he has to be Ma- done massively. But yeah, I, I thought apart from obviously Taz breaking his neck, it was it was pretty good. I, I quite enjoyed him. Yeah, similar. I um, uh, I think there were some very good matches throughout. Um. It, it's um, I, I have mixed emotions about the 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 Taz uh, neck break. Um, 
because it's horrible um, and knowing it was coming has been horrible but with the benefit of watching this 20 years removed 25 years removed I know that a he's okay b he recovers and comes back for a, a long and healthy career and c um, that this generates some of the best stuff he'll ever do because he will take that entire um, frustration and annoyance and disappointment and turn it into absolute gold. So it's a really weird emotion to watch it. Um, mm. But uh, it's a shame because the four of them were having really good um, matches throughout. The the Bill Alfonso thing is, is annoying a little bit. Um, the continual kind of overturning, blah, blah, blah. Um, it just feels a little overdone. Um, yeah. I know that's designed to get you pissed off with um, with him, uh, but you know I I don't know yet where the money's coming from in this. So what's the what's the match are we building to? Poorly dangerously, Bill Alfonso, because that seems to be what we're building to at the moment. Um, so that's the kind of the bit, and and you know this continual kind of here's my guy, his guy then because decimated by 911 it it just feels a little bit bizarre um at that point uh good to see mikey back even if he has got a a very random and not really 2019 appropriate um opponent um and uh todd gordon's been on my tv too much for the last few weeks um which isn't a good thing Oh yeah, that's covered everything really pretty spot on. <laughs> I concur. What he said? Uh, what what that man said? I agree. You know, it was, it was good. It was nice. We were marching on. Obviously, yeah. The, the Taz thing, like he said, is it's an iconic moment, but it's still not nice. But yeah, it is one of those like the big sort of tick points in in the journey. With similar to like when Sabu sort of broke his neck. Yeah. Even I'm not sure Sabu did break his neck. No. Because he never um, went away. Or changed anything. Yeah, just uh, yeah. broke my neck. I'm resting tomorrow night. Let, let me land on my head again. Um, but yeah. I guess everything. I'm Paul. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Always appreciate. Head over to zazzle.co.uk or .com. Search for Sports Arena. There's a couple of RCW and other inspired T-shirts up there. So get involved. Show your pride. Thank you very much. And um, do the do. And now it's over to us. So um, as always, as standard, um, I, I watch these episodes with one eye trying to find a song that has been inspired by the show or the shows um, or something inspired by the shows so that uh, we can turn it over to Griff and his uh, found talents of being able to do dramatic readings. Um, and for this one, I'm taking you back to October 2000. Uh, the, conspiracy of, the conspiracy of one album has come out and... Um, uh, the offspring are introducing us to something that it turns out the gangsters introduced us to 
five years beforehand um, when they explained that the public enemy were not the original gangsters. They were, in fact, the original pranksters. So here is Griff with The Offspring's original prankster. You can do it until the break of dawn. Life, life cannot go by the letter. Time, time, Prozac can make it better. Noise, noise, any kind will do. Can you feel it slip away when it's all on you? Crime, crime, rocking like Janet Reto. Time, time, 18 and life in Chino. Fraud, fraud, all along it's true. Well, you see, there comes a day catches up to you. Not down the walls, it's alive in you. Not down the place, you're alone, it's true. Not down the world, it's alive in you. You gotta keep your head up through it all. You're gonna bust out on it, original prankster. Break out, yeah, I'm trying not to sing this. Break out, yeah, original, yeah. Bust out on it, original prankster. Original prankster. You never stop now, stop now. That's what the main man say. You can do it. Bye.